Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about deciding when you're ready to write your first book in midlife with Lindsay Smith. And I wanted to let you know, I'm at the lake, not the normal recording location. So there may be a duck or a goose or something that flies by or some other weird thing. I don't know, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Anyway. I have a feeling that you're like so many other amazing women in the middle, you want to write. I hear this all the time. The thought of writing something has probably popped into your mind, maybe a blog or a book of poetry, maybe a novel or a memoir or a journal or a children's storybook. You have a message or a yearning to write more than you currently do. My guess is you probably have a book or some other writing project in you just waiting to get out. But writing can seem scary, and a book can seem daunting. Maybe you don't even have a super clear idea of what you want your book to focus on, or maybe you're just scared of putting yourself out there this way for the world to evaluate and critique. I hear you. This was me too. I sensed I had a book in me, but oh my God, it just felt so big and scary and totally overwhelming. I felt too busy to take on a project like this. Like so many things in midlife, it was easy to put off until I discovered the tiny book course. My guest today is Lindsay Smith, one of the co-founders of a company called Get It Done. And one of their amazing courses is the tiny book course. This is the course that I took that helped me write my first book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, just a few months ago. So let me tell you a bit more about Lindsay. First, Lindsay is an award-winning, number one best-selling author who has written eight books of her own and counting. Early in her career, she also created one of the world's first online programs on how to self-publish a book. To date, she's helped over a thousand people achieve their dream of becoming an author. Mental health, wellness, and food are just some of Lindsay's passions. Her latest book, Eat Your Feelings, won the Silver Award in Natural, Nutrition, Organic, Vegetarian category of the 2018 Living Now Book Award. She's been invited to speak on major stages, including Google Talks and TEDx Pittsburgh. Lindsay has an incredible knack for getting things done, whether it's producing a conference for hundreds of attendees, finding corporate sponsors to fund a project, or recording a rap song about the importance of eating vegetables. Yes, she's done all of these things and more. She will motivate you to get moving and make your vision happen. Lindsay also tells you a bit more about the tiny book course. And one of my favorite things about this course is that it helps you realize that there are many different kinds of books that you can write and many ways to make a difference. So good. One more thing, as you know, I'm a proud graduate of the tiny book course and I'm an affiliate too, because I know that this course will help so many would-be writers who listen to the Women in the Middle podcast. What this means is that if you get excited about this course or other courses that get it done, 
I have a special link and a discount code for you in the summary notes. If you decide to enroll, you get to save money, you get a nice book, and I get a small commission. It's a total win-win. Now, I only promote products and courses that I've personally purchased and that I strongly believe in. And that's why I'm so excited to share more with you about this course. So check out the summary notes for this episode at www.coachwithsuzy.com. That's Susie, S-U-Z-Y, and click the podcast tab for the episode to get all the details that you need to know. The tiny book course made my book 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50 possible. As a woman in the middle, you owe it to yourself to think about if you want to write a book, what you might want to write about, and if now's the time to get it done. You're going to love this interview with Lindsay, and I'm sure it will help you feel more confident about writing and get those creative juices flowing. So please enjoy this episode. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Hey, Susie. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it is a pleasure for you to be here. (laughs) I am really excited. You know, I'm excited about introducing cool people to the listeners of the Women in the Middle podcast. And I got to know you because I started to take your courses and was able to produce a book this year. And it just, you know, while I was taking your course, the tiny book course, I was just so um, aware that I'm a classic midlife woman who wanted to write a book and was afraid to do so. And this comes up all the time with midlife women. There's a yearning, um, a real interest in writing, but there's so much fear. So you come with so much experience. We're going to dive into all of that. I wonder if you could just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this whole world. Yeah. So I have, well, if we go back to when I was a kid, I've always been obsessed with publishing things. I remember I made little like magazines as a kid and I would pitch my uh, poetry to different publications and get it printed. My first actual publication was in fourth grade. It was in one of my poems was featured in an anthology. Ooh, Uh, Yeah. So I became a published author very young. (laughs) Um, And then I think, you know, as I got older, I uh, wanted to write my own book and I started there. I wrote my first book. It was a tiny book. It was 90 pages long and it really changed my life. It, you know, it helped. I had no brand. I had no, you know, following nothing. I just was like, I think I want to write this book because to me, it kind of put the framework of what I wanted to teach in a specific way that I thought was very helpful for for even just my own self. Right. And so I wrote this book and I was blown away with what happened after that, which was, what was the book about? um, The book was, this was my career before book publishing, but uh, I was a health coach. And so the book's called Junk Foods and Junk Moods. I did a lot with food and mood and, you know, using food to help with like anxiety and depression and things like that. And I shared my story of overcoming anxiety as a, as a child. I was hospitalized when I was 12 um, and for wow. panic attacks. And so I, I started that journey when I was very young. So I had all this knowledge and information and went to school for Um, nutrition and health coaching. And so I wanted to put this kind of all in one neat package. And so that's what I did with my first book. And what I didn't expect was one, how much feedback I got, you know, I was able to do like I did a TED talk, I did 
a talk at Google that it opened the door to media opportunities and all these opportunities. And then also it opened this creative side of me. I never considered myself a creative person at all. If you would have asked me, I would have been like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not creative. I can't paint. I can't draw. I can't sing. (laughs) And, And so I was like, I just had this moment of clarity of, wow, this was a complete creative process that I did and I really enjoyed it. And so then I got the book bug and just wanted to create more books and more products. And then that led me to this path where we here are here now. And I've truly, I, I'm one of the few people, and I don't say this from like an ego standpoint, but that have done it all in publishing. I have self-published. I've went with a small press. I have an agent. I got a book deal with a top five publisher. I have my own press, One Idea Press, where I put out several products a year, including card decks. We teach people in the tiny book course how to self-publish. I actually created one of the first self-publishing courses almost 10 years ago. And that led to you know doing the tiny book course. And I also have been or am a literary agent and I help negotiate book deals for people as well. So when I say I've seen it all and been in it all, I truly have. And I I really love publishing and I love finding that space for people within it because it is a big industry. And I think people get caught up in like self-publishing or traditional publishing. And I think I have a really unique lens for people that does make it more accessible and also what's possible for someone rather than getting caught up in you know, the comparison cycle or what they see other people doing and instead embracing your own publishing journey. Oh my gosh. I, you know, you said so much there that I just want to unpack a little bit. I love that the first thing you said was reflecting on a childhood memory. And, you know, that comes up all the time here that when we look for passion, like passion itself seems scary. It's like, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is. Ooh, it's so scary. And it's so overwhelming and it seems so far away, but right away you look toward a childhood experience Mm -hmm. and there it is. There's a clue or a thread and you went in one direction and then you kind of incorporated it and you came right back to it. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, But also that publishing does sound scary in general and writing sounds scary in general. And one of the things that was interesting for me too having an online business now is that I spent almost 20 years publishing books in a hospital setting and was there, you know, during the time when it was like this big realization that publishing is just changing tremendously and you don't need to only print a book, that there's so many things you can do with content. And that's exciting. But again, then digitally speaking, that's overwhelming. (laughs) And so... So um, one of the things that I think you do so beautifully is the coaching part of writing and accessing the process. And I know that's really one of the main reasons that I ended up taking the course because it seemed scary and I wanted somebody to hold my hand. (laughs) And the way you set the stage for creativity was a beautiful thing too, because so many of us don't think that we're creative at all. And it is a creative process, but there's more ways to be creative than just than just painting. Yeah. And I think people, another thing that in, in reframing a book as kind of a tiny book, a little bit more manageable, I think what we try to encourage people is 
this also doesn't have to be, you know, it, it's not going to be your Mona Lisa. Like it may not be, it may be a fun journal. It may be a writing prompt book. It may be something, it may be a workbook that you use with your clients. It might be um, a book of, you know, just kind of like quotes that you love, you know, like there's so many ways to be creative and get something complete and done. And I think that's part of it too, because I think if you can simplify your idea and do something, even if it's just fun for you, you know, that doesn't feel like this heavy project and then you complete it, you go through the process, you have this published thing. Again, even if it's just for you to have done it and to hold, I think that in and of itself unlocks this creativity that we have that then shows us what's possible. We're like, oh, if I could do that, I could do a, you know, a bigger book. I could write actually, now that I know the process, I can do this story that I've always wanted to do. And it just really unlocks this, we call it tiny book magic, because it's like, you know, you start with something small and manageable, but then it can take on its, this new life um, and this new creative way for you as well. And we see that happen over and over again. Oh, yeah. I love that it's called tiny. I'm tiny. I'm not even five foot. I'm like, tiny is easy. <laughs> tiny is sweet. Tiny is funny. No, I really, um, I love that. And the other idea that you mentioned, which seems so obvious, but that this could be the first book and not the only book. And you're right. It doesn't need to be a Mona Lisa. But when you think about it that way, is that you don't have to put it on Amazon if you don't want. It can just be a book for your family, or it can just be a book for your clients, or it can just be a book for your business. There's so many things to do. And self-publishing is such a gift not to have to commit to printing, you know, 1,000 or 2,000. And then, you know, there's a mistake on the back cover. <laughs> yeah. Which happens because we're human, you know, even with traditional publishing. I mean, there's mistakes in my, you know, top five publisher book that had six editors on it. Like there's mistakes in it, like glaring ones too. One that I'm like, wow, that's okay. There's no, it's a cookbook and there's no um, temperature on what to put the, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that was a mistake. Um, you know, and I can, you know, you kind of have to shake those things off because they're bound to happen. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing is that it can, we can create a book just for ourselves. I have I think, Susie, you may know this story because I've shared it a couple of times, but this was um, in like 2015, I think. And it was around the, it was around Thanksgiving holiday in the US. And I had that week off, like things were, you know, pretty slow. And I was like, you know, I just kind of want to like write and create something. So my, my initial thought was I'm going to write a, newsletter to my email list. And, um, I was like, okay, what should I write about? And I was like, why don't I write? It's like the holidays. People are probably feeling like, you know, there's parties to go to and things like that. They may be feeling weird in their body. So why don't I write ways to love your body more? Cool. So I said, I literally said to myself, okay, write whatever you think until you can't write anymore until like, until I couldn't think of any more ways. So I just sat down and it took me about 30 minutes and I just got a blank word page, wrote things, um, you know, simple things, things that were funny, things that, you know, were heartfelt, whatever came to my mind. And then 
when I couldn't think anymore, when it was kind of like a five minute lull, I was like, okay, I guess we're good. And I counted them and there were 52 things. And so then I was going to just email that and say, Hey, here's 52 things. And then I got the idea to have my friend design them into like little Instagram posts. I was like, Oh, if I put them in little Instagram posts, that would be really fun. I could post like one a day or one a week or whatever it would be. So I sent that to her and then she was like, Oh yeah, no problem. I can do that pretty easily. So she sent me all the 52 graphics, like within a couple days. And when I saw them, I thought they were so cute (laughs) that I was like, (laughs) I was like, Oh, you know, this would be really fun to turn into a coffee table book for my friends for the holidays. So this was, I kid you not, this was Thanksgiving. And within a few, like within a week, by that point, I had like a PDF and a cover, like ready to go. And I uploaded, I didn't have like an ISBN, nothing like that. Cause again, this was, I didn't even go into this thing. I thought this was going to be a list in a newsletter and within a week, this just kind of transpired. And so I ended up uh, printing maybe like 20 or 25 copies and I mailed them to, and I had those within two weeks. So from Thanksgiving to like December 10th, oh my God. I had, I had these books and I sent them out to my friends for a gift for the holidays and just said, Hey, just thinking of you just made this, like it was, re- you know, fun. I hope you enjoy it. My one friend at the time, she worked at mod cloth, which is an online Uh, clothing retailer and they sell like books and products. It's kind of like an urban outfitters anthology type of um, outlet. And so she, she worked there at the time and she said, Oh, you know, mod cloth is really into body positivity. And, you know, I think they may like this book. Can I send it to the buyer? And I'm like, I literally wrote this book in like (laughs) 30 minutes. It does not have a real ISBN. Like I'm telling myself all these things. I'm like, it does not have a real ISBN number. I wrote it in 30 minutes. Like this was never intended to sell. I, I bought it for, I gave it to my friends for Christmas. I was like, but sure, send it, like send it in, you know, and me thinking literally nothing's going to happen. She was just like trying to be nice. So that was, you know, obviously around the holidays and around Christmas. And then, you know, that first week back after the new year, I get an email from the book buyer at ModCloth and says, Hey, Lindsay, we love, um, you know, my, your friend sent me this book. We love it. We want to buy 500 copies. (laughs) And I I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was like, I don't even know if like, it was like a full color book. I was like, can I even do this? Like, is it, you know, and of course you figure it out. I was like, this is, you know, great, cool. And so, yeah, they ended up buying 500 copies and, and, you know, it's interesting because people were like, oh, why did you like take that book far and wide? And for me, I I never made that book available for sale on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or anything like that. And I did strictly the 500 copies. They were available on ModCloth. And for me, that was it. Like that's such like a beautiful journey for that book and so unexpected. And of course, if I wanted to, I could put it on Amazon. I could do the whole thing. But it just shows you the power of a tiny book. Like this is something I created literally in two weeks and I'm not um, like magical, like anyone can do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a designer. So I had a friend mock it up and first it was Instagram graphics. And then she just made them a little larger for a print book. Like it, it, (laughs) you know, so, so it ended up being this really beautiful thing. And I think that's the power of it. And then it just gives you kind of this, for me, it was this confidence boost of like, wow, if ModCloth like 
could buy my book and this is something I created and published on my own, you know, what else do I have the potential to do? And so I think that's really the power of it. Yes, it's a start. It's just dipping your toe in a very gentle way. The other thing I really liked about taking the course, which by the way, starts September 1st, 2021. If anybody's interested, you can head to the summary notes where I have a 10% off coupon for you. Just head over to www.susierosenstein.com, click on podcast, and you'll see the summary notes there. Uh, But one of the other things that I found so lovely about the course was being with other people who were doing the same thing. It was motivating, but it was all online. So I didn't feel any kind of an urge to compare and despair, but you could really see the breadth of what people were up to. Everything from recipe books, collections of stories, children's books, like the coaching journal type prompt books, little novels. It was, it was really unbelievable. Yeah. And I think that's, the best part of it. I mean, we've seen, we've had kids, we've had teens uh, go through the program. We had our oldest uh, participant. uh, She was 80 years old, published her first book, been a lifelong, lifelong dream um, and everything in between. So it's, it's been, I think that's part of it is people get, I think one of the things that holds people back is we get caught up in comparing, you know, we see like, I don't know how many people have said to me, like, it's, you know, if I'm not going to be like Brene Brown, then, you know, and, you know, Brene Brown self-published her first book, (laughs) like people forget things like that. And so, um, and we compare ourselves, we think, well, if it's not going to look like that, I'm not going to have that experience. And I like people to look at it as that stepping stone or as even just a creative outlet, even if you do not intend this, you know, what if you created something really beautiful for your family or, you know, for your partner or for your, you know, we've had people write books in honor of their pets, like, you know, (laughs) and so so I think, um, you know, choosing something like that can just help you unlock uh, the further creativity and also not get so down on yourself, you know, comparing because we all start somewhere and sometimes it's just fun to create for the creation of it, you know. Yeah, that is so true. And it's not, it doesn't have to be one and done unless you want it to be. Mm -hmm. So with my tiny book, 50 ways to celebrate life after 50, get unstuck, avoid regrets and live your best life. I didn't even know what I was going to write about when I signed up. I'm just like, Lindsay and your co-founder, Alex, they look cool. They don't look scary. Somehow they're talking to me. I think I could do this. And then, you know, to see a project completed in such a short time, it was only a few months. So the course started the beginning of September and it was finished by the end of December. And then I hit the publish button on the self-publishing site for January 18th. And then it just happened. Like if anybody pre-ordered it, they got it. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do hardback, a hardcover and soft cover. And I also offer a PDF on my website. And I didn't know any of that when I joined. I didn't even know what I was going to write about, but I pushed myself to just make decisions more quickly than I typically would. I would typically enjoy some confusion for a little bit longer. (laughs) And I just kept cranking it through. And so um, the other thing I didn't realize that I would be incorporating, I used journal prompts in each of the six little chapters and my chapters each have one story. So there's journal prompts 
And then there's also 50 ways. So I did come up with 50 ways to celebrate life after 50, and I divided them into each of the little chapters. I didn't know I was going to do any of this. And this is one of the messages I really took home from it was that sometimes you, well, you don't need to know everything to get started. Mm-hmm. Creativity, like, like one of my mentors, uh, Brooke Castillo says, she says, creativity likes to find you working. <laughs> and I, I really think that, you know, if you're just sitting here, just thinking and thinking and thinking, sometimes you don't get the inspiration that you're looking for. But if you just start to write something, mm-hmm. you can lean into it a little bit more. There's more flow, there's more momentum, and there is more creativity. Have you found that too? Oh yeah. And I, I see it all the time. I also think if we, I think we need to take out our, this is what I should be doing. This oh, is yeah. the logical thing. This is what makes sense, you know? And like, for example, the, even just the, the 52 ways to love your body more book. I mean, I guess it could have been logical for me to do within like the frame of my work, but it wasn't, I was already working on another book with a publisher. Like it, it wasn't the thing that I should have been doing, but it was something that really lit me up and that I, I needed to get out of me, you know, and, and that book had its, each book has its own life. Right. And that one was 500 copies with mod cloth. Like that was the <laughs> of that book. And it, and it was, it was a great life cycle for that book. And I'm so proud of it, you know? Um, and that's, that's all I wanted for that. And I see there was, you know, we had someone in the course and I just, I, this story, just Alex and I, my co-founder, we, oh my goodness. I think we, it was one of those like save to your inbox, read when you're sad and upset. Like <laughs> it was so inspiring. We had an author come in and she was like, when I first signed up, I, you know, I was grieving the loss of my mom and I just had a baby uh, girl and, um, you know, but when I first signed up, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing that I should do. I'm gonna, going to write a book based on my business that I can sell and use it as kind of my platform and my calling card. But it just, it wasn't taking shape. Like it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't feel it in my body, right? Like it just wasn't there. And so I just listened to you both say, you know, okay, how can we make this simpler? What's something that is lighting you up right now? Even if you think to yourself, this, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. This isn't, you know, I wanted to do something for my business. I wanted to do something, you know, that, that fits this mold that makes that, that fits in, right? And she was like, but I listened to you and I, I decided to create this book about it's a time capsule piece for mothers and daughters to, to go through together, to ask the questions, to, you know, with one another, to have this, this piece and this, this time capsule that you can have forever. And so not only did she create this beautiful book uh, for mothers and daughters, but she said it really helped her through the grieving process and then building her connection with her, you know, new daughter. And the most beautiful thing is she said that it wasn't what she envisioned. Like it wasn't in the, in the cards, right. It wasn't what fit the mold, but then this book went on to sell thousands of copies. Like it just took off like wildfire and it ended up giving her the financial freedom to stay home with her daughter for the first several months. Like she was actually able to take a maternity leave and it was totally unexpected. Like she did not even know that that was going to happen. It just, and she was shocked herself. Like, I can't believe, but it started taking legs. People started buying, you know, 
we had someone write in and say, uh, I just want to let you know, I bought 25 copies of this book and I give it to everyone for gifts. Like they, they wrote into us telling us that because they were, they were so inspired by her. And so, um, and you know, and I think that's the, like, to me, that's the true power. Sure. I mean, yes, like fin- financially there can be things or not, but I think what, what rings true for that is when you just go towards that little nudge, that little calling, that little thing, even if it doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do, it's the, you know, it's, it's the business thing. It's whatever, you know, you kind of get in your mindset these books take on a life of their own. And if that little nudge is even there, I think it's always worth exploring because you never know what can happen. Oh my gosh. I totally agree with that. You, you really don't know what will happen. And the other thing that I think so beautiful about this experience and doing it with a group and your approach is just very gentle, which I really appreciate it. It feels like such a, like a hug, like I'm hugging you and we're writing this book, we're doing it. Um, but is that your when you say yes to this, you're putting yourself first, you're carving yourself out a little bit of time to think about how you want to express yourself. And when else do we do that? When do we slow down and carve out a little bit of time? And it wasn't as much time as I thought. I mean, there are times if you're trying to meet a deadline at the end, you do have to push and you do have to prioritize. Um, And some things come easier to others. Uh, some some things come easier to people like the the technology part of it. I was a little overwhelmed with, but there's tutorials and everything to walk you through how to upload your files and and all of that. Um, but yeah, the putting yourself first part and just answering some of these questions about what could make it easier, what could make it more fun, those kinds of questions are magic in and of themselves. And I think having, like you've mentioned the support, like within the framework of the course, you can email us anytime within those, you know, within the framework of the course, it's 45 days. So if you're like, oh, you know, this is feeling heavy. And we ask you like, well, what will make it feel light? Like send us back, let us know. How does this feel? How does this look? Or they'll say, Hey, look at, can you look at my outline and let me know, like, what you think, or does it, does it feel right? And we'll be honest and say, you know, we probably think it could be simpler. What if you did X, Y, Z? And Melissa, the story that I shared with her book, I think that was the case. Like, you know, she emailed us and it was like, I was thinking about writing this business book, but I don't know. What do you think? And, and so it kind of was through that coaching that got to this point of creating this whole other book and and it taking on its life of its own. And so I think that's important too, because you can often, you feel alone if you're, if you're doing it by yourself, which you can totally do. I mean, even, you know, finding resources and things like that, for sure, you can Google things and, you know, find the best ways. But I think part of the author journey can be very isolating. And when you have people that you can know that, oh, I can email someone and say, am I going insane here? Like, (laughs) is this normal or like, or even just managing the emotions? Because there's, there are a lot of emotions that come up for people in the process that we don't really even account for. Even, I mean, even people that are like amped about their message, think it's the best thing they've ever written. And then they get down to the cover and they're like, I didn't realize how emotional I would be about this. Like I'm having a really hard time deciding, you know, and it's, it may show up in ways that you don't expect, but I think, um, you know, that's, we've all been through it within the course, like myself, Alex, and even the people on our team, we've all been through the process. So we know how to manage 
all of those emotions and things that come up. And so you feel like, so you do have that support and you're not alone just wondering, is this any good? (laughs) Oh my gosh. At some points I thought Lindsay's sick of me. She wishes she never gave me her email. (laughs) No, people say that all the time, but we love it. Like we love getting, because I think for myself and I can speak for Alex to my co-creator on this is we want finishers. Like there's nothing more exciting than seeing a page full of books and being like, wow, like these people did it, created it and they're out there in the world. And there's this, you know, there's this ripple effect. There's these things that are living on beyond, you know, beyond a course. And I think that's what I love about it is creating finishers. Like I, and that's why we, we have a high level of support with, with what we offer for, you know, a course at this price, because I don't, I don't want people to take it and to, to not create something, you know, I, I really want to see people finish and whatever we have to do to make that happen. If you need a pep talk, if you need us to look at your outline, if you, we've had several instances halfway through, someone's like, that wasn't the book that I want to write. I want to write this new one, you know, ah, help. What do I do? And oh so, my gosh. Yeah. No, it all, ha- I think all of those things happened to me, except I didn't change my mind midway through, but I freaked about the inclusion of a photograph because it was an old photo and the resolution wasn't high enough. And I ended up changing that Um, because of the podcast and the blog. I tend to write very colloquially. And at one point there was something that I, it was a fragment, which sounded fine when you're speaking, but there it was right at the beginning of a little chapter. And I went, Oh my God, I can't do that. So I definitely freaked about a few things and then finding little edits and things, even when you're working with an editor, it's just, Oh, that always happens. Yeah, it always happens. And I, I do try to calm people through that process because I mean, <laughs> I, I'm like, truly, I have a book that's with a top five publisher that had, you know, they have the money to have tons of editors on this thing. We had, I think we had four different editors and they still miss things like yeah. a, like the, the temperature for an oven. Like that, That's hilarious. <laughs> so, and, and here's the thing with a traditional publisher, there's 16,000 copies of those out there (laughs) with, with, um, with print on demand, you know, if we found something Susie in your book, we can update that pretty quickly and the new book will be available, you know? So that's, that's what's so beautiful. And so I don't know if, if people understand that, but it's very quick response time that you can make a change, get your editor, or if you're making the change or the graphic designer, if you're making it yourself, and you just update the file and upload the new file. And then it's available within a couple of days. Like it's very quick yeah, and it, it, you so can it calm you, down. Yeah. It gives you, it gives you real peace of mind. Cause I do think people real, I mean, I get it. You want to put your best work out there. I'm not saying like typos are great, but I do know even <laughs> we, we offer book production services and, you know, we have a team of editors and there's going to be things that we even miss. And I, and I know that, and I try to, you know, I really try to hit that point because um, even in New York times, best-selling books I've read and there are typos, like one of my favorite books, like has typos in it. And so <laughs> it does happen. Um, but the nice thing about self-publishing is you can, you can get it updated. I, Oh, I remember my first book, junk foods and junk moods, the section headers, uh, when we were getting down to the last minute design, so it had been edited and everything, but then the, the graphic designer I was working with, 
um, I said, oh, we need to add these headers. And I think it was like, the headers were something like, keep going, you're almost there or something like that. And I spelled your wrong. <laughs> I didn't, but she did as she, cause she was manually doing it on the design file. And the only reason I found out about it is because uh, I got a negative Amazon review and was like, I would have liked this book, book more, but I couldn't get past the author misspelling your in the subject line or something. And I, I like freaked out and was like, oh my goodness. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I was like, but here's the thing. I can update this right now. And now all copies moving forward, will have the new one. So I was like, thank you, Amazon reviewer for editing my book. And for letting me know of that mistake. And also thank you self-publishing because now a new version is there and you know I don't even have to think about that. So now if you were traditionally publishing, there would be about 10 to 20,000 copies of those <laughs> with the wrong edit. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when you are um, thinking about self-publishing or trying to get a book with a, a traditional publisher, how do you make that decision? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think really it comes down to a couple things. One is how much do you want to wait? <laughs> and I say that lovingly because traditional publishing is not for the faint of heart, especially now with after COVID. And I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, industry things going on and it is a lot harder. And there are gatekeepers within the industry, you know, you need an agent and to get an agent, you have to query and to query takes time. And then if you get an agent, that doesn't mean that you'll get a book deal. It means that your agent then shops and around and, you know, you'll get lots of rejections and you may have to do one round or two round or three rounds or four rounds of revisions or, you know, editor reach outs until you maybe get something. And if you don't, then you have to assess, is this a book you know, worth pursuing, or do I try something else? It's a lot of time. And I think if you have, uh, people always say platform, and I, I would agree, like, you have to have some level of platform, it, it doesn't have to be huge, but you, you know, you need to show spe specifically with nonfiction. But even with that, again, nothing, nothing is guaranteed. And so I think if you are willing to wait, I'm talking like years, you know, could be years. It definitely will be years because by the time, even if you would get a book deal, it's not going to be out for another year or usually like 18 months wow. is kind of the time frame. So you have to be really committed. And if that sounds, if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, that sounds great, like something <laughs> I want to do, or I have the platform and maybe I want to think about pursuing that, then great. I think that's, you know, a, a fine definitely a, a fine option. And with self-publishing, you know, you can make that choice and it's, it's in your hands, which can be, you know, intimidating for a lot of people. It's a lot of decisions to make Susie, as you know, like a cover or like the oh, interior, yeah. things like that. Like it, it's, but you would have to make those decisions with a publisher anyway. And then I think there's also, I want to say a, it's a little less pressure when you, when you have a publisher, you know, you have to meet sales numbers and sales goals and it's, you know, you're expected to do things and expected to like put yourself out there in all of these ways to, to meet these publishers demands. Whereas if you self-publish, it's definitely is more on your own terms. Uh, mm. and you know, you can be more flexible. And I think the other, the big thing to think about is people always say to me, well, I really want a publisher because I want help with the marketing mm. and I'm just letting you know, if that's the reason 
there a publisher is sure you'll get a publicist on your on your book for maybe three months and you'll get some you know if you're uh, new you know you may get some things I think I with the publicist with my last book eat your feelings which was with Macmillan you know they got me some some good press things I was on like the cheddar which is like an online tv thing uh I got you know, some nice press features, but a majority of the things that I did was on my own. Like I did a talk at Google. I was the one that did that, like got that set up. I did a book tour. I was the one that set that up, you know? So it's really important to understand that no matter what, either way of traditional publishing or self-publishing, you're still going to be expected of that. And if you're someone like this sounds like a lot of work and I just want to create a book for fun, then self-publish and you can do that. And you don't have to worry about any of those things. But if this is if you're looking at it from like a business standpoint, then that would be my, my take on it is, you know, no matter what you're going to have to market it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You may get a little bit more support, but traditional publishing definitely is not for the faint of heart. It takes way longer, even, and this is coming from someone who has an agent as well. I mean, I've had books on submissions this past four years that have went nowhere. Like I don't have an, a new book deal or anything like this. And I'm someone that is published in multiple languages. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. But you know, you know what I've seen too, though, is that sometimes, and you mentioned one example, that sometimes you self-publish and then there's interest from these traditional publishers. Well, and I think, you know, that I think also it may not be for that book, but I think the tenacity that you bring to it, you know, so for example, me getting a book deal, it would have never happened with my first book, Junk Foods and Junk Moods. I didn't have the platform, but I sold thousands of copies of that book. And then I did the mod cloth. I had the mod cloth thing. Granted, it was 500 copies, but they were like, wow, this person could negotiate selling 500 copies to a large retailer. What? Like we're, we're interested, you know? And so they, they saw the things that I was willing to do. And so when it came time to try the traditional publishing route for me, I'd already had all this built up experience from self-publishing that was very um, appealing to publishers. Oh, that's so great. Well, I think you've made it quite clear that if you have an idea, it's a really worth it to lean into it a little bit and be open to completing a project like this, which is a tiny book. Mm-hmm. And so who do you think should say yes to this right now? I think if you are someone that's like, I've always thought about it, but I don't know, or maybe you're like, yes, I've always, you know, I want to write a book, but I don't know what my idea is. Or maybe you even have an idea, but after listening to this, you're like, huh, maybe, but you know, that idea was straightforward. It's what I thought I should be doing. There's this kind of other idea nudging at me. I think, you know, the course is a great place to start. I mean, you have people with years of experience that, you know, are there for you every step of the process that you can email anytime. And I think that in and of itself is such a, a special thing. It's huge. When you're deciding to, to, to take this step. Yeah, it's um, huge. Knowing that you can just send an email and get an answer. It's really something mm-hmm. awesome. Oh my gosh. And the other thing is that this course is offered every year. So if you decide that this isn't the right time for you, please consider it for next year. I can't tell you how pleasant an experience this was for me. And I don't say that about every course I've taken, right? But I, I, felt, I felt like I was a little resistant and confused at the beginning because I enjoy being confused sometimes. And then I just really got into it and it's rewarding. And I have a book and I'm able to do things with the book. And 
uh, you know, if one person reading the book has one inspiration or starts to think about aging a little bit differently or starts to have more fun with something, it's it's so worth it. It's so, so worth it. And you really can make a difference. And I will say we just uh, launched a tiny book fair, which you can also still check out on tiny.com. It's free. It's going to be open for a while um, with different author readings. And Susie uh, did a little reading from her book. And one of the most beautiful things is we sent out an email to everyone that attended and said, Hey, send us, check one of the authors out, listen to them and send us, you know, your feedback, what you loved about it. And uh, we got so many beautiful emails from people. And this is just from the reading of the book, like 10 minutes, you know, nothing, it wasn't the whole book, but people were just like, wow, I was really inspired by this. And Susie, so many people wrote in and were like, you know, I'm turning 50 and I really resonated with this. And I, you know, can't wait to do the whole, like read the whole book and go through the exercises. And so I think, and, and again, we've seen books of all, we have a book about, uh, a sheep dog that got lost, like a children's book, you know, someone (laughs) read that and was like, Oh, it's such a fun story. So there's, there's a cookbook, someone, and people wrote in and said, Oh my goodness, I live in Colorado and the books about the cookbooks about trail foods. And it's like, I can't wait to try these new trail foods, like on my, my hikes. And, and it's just, there's something for everyone. And I think that's so important to remember if you have that doubt in your mind, that's like, well, why me? Why another another book about, and there's some, there's a couple books about midlife that came through yeah. in the tiny book course, but seeing how people respond and it's all different and it's all unique. And, and it's, it's so inspiring because, you know, it, it just shows you that everyone's voice matters and, and seeing people's feedback to all these beautiful books just really shows the power, the power of the written word. Absolutely. Lindsay, thank you so much. Anybody who's interested, I do have a 10% coupon for you. Just head over to susierosenstein.com and click on podcast. You'll see the summary notes for this episode. And if you want to get in on the tiny book course, you must act quickly. You have to act fast because it starts on September 1st. Lindsay, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate all your expertise and your stories and your encouragement that we really can do it. It doesn't matter how old you are and it doesn't matter how tiny the idea, there is something special about you doing what you really have been thinking about for such a long time. We don't want to have regrets. And this is a very accessible and lovely way to do it and have fun with it and have a book. You could have a book by the end of the year. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Susie. It's always a pleasure. And I'm just proud of you for saying yes and for doing it and becoming a finisher. So yay. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm a finisher. (laughs) Woohoo! Thanks so much. All right, that's it for this episode. So how are you feeling about your ability to actually write a tiny book? So much better, right? One of the main messages that really helped me was that this tiny book thing might only be my first book. That tiny shift really helped me think about it differently. The other idea that helped me lean into this book writing project was this concept that the book could be so many things. It doesn't just have to be a more traditional type of book, you know, the way I was imagining it. And in the end, I wrote 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50, and it was a combination of six short stories, 30 journal prompts, and 50 Ways to Celebrate. 
I didn't imagine it that way when I first sat down, but it turned out to be a perfect way to start getting your head around what you want after 50 and what you can do after 50 instead of what you can't do. So good to know, right? (laughs) It's like a kickstart to your next chapter. So if you're a bit more curious about creating a tiny book for yourself in the very near future, head over to my website and get the link with your discount code. Go to www.coachwithsusie.com and click on the podcast tab to find the summary notes and your link for this episode. I can't tell you how many women talk to me about wanting to write a book, but are too afraid to take the first step. And I can't say enough good things about the tiny book course. It's definitely the support you've been looking for. They break the journey into tiny achievable steps. And whenever you need help, there's always somebody at the other end of the email, like you're one email away, literally, from getting an answer. This course covers how to choose a topic, write, edit, design, and self-publish a book by yourself. And like I mentioned, the first day of the course is coming up soon, September 1st, 2021, if you're listening in real time. Uh, There are other courses offered too at Get It Done, and the discount code works for those as well. So have fun. Okay, now let's wrap up. As you know, what I always like to say, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck. And this really is what regret proofing your life is all about. Because, you know, being the queen of your brain domain, it really is the best way to be. And I'm here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing. But when it comes to applying the concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. So head over to www.talktosusie.com and book a free call to see what programs a good fit for you and apply to work together. It really is time to get unstuck, get clear, and get excited about your life again. For show notes and links, including your discount code for courses at Get It Done, especially the tiny book course, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com click on the podcast tab for show notes about this episode. And if you or your friend is turning 50, here's a great gift. (laughs) Grab a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 